Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lunch or brunch. Love a couple of my favorites like the Crazy 8 or that Country Skill. The number 9. I guarantee it. Plus, they have the burger baskets. They give you five great options for lunch. Serve with a fresh ground beef patty and a brioche bun and fries like the chili and cheeseburger. Serve with chili, cheddar cheese, and onions. Or the Huntsman Burger. Serve with barbecue sauce. Ham, bacon, cheddar cheese, and sautéed onions. Eat in or take out breakfast. Serve anytime at the Monroe Street Diner located at 4514 Monroe Street, just off the Monroe Street I-475 exit. Stop by for a bite. Tell them we sent you and give a like on Facebook at the Monroe Street Diner. And, of course, if you're not comfortable with dining in, you can always place your order for curbside pickup, carryout, or delivery at 419-472-0888. 419-472-0888. Welcome back here to the Morning Blitz at 823 on this Thursday morning. That's Jake Woods. I'm Anthony Bellino. And joining us on the horn right now is the general manager of the uh, Toledo Muddins. It is Eric Ibsen. Good morning, Mr. Ibsen. The studio audience, they're a big fan of you. Uh, how are you today, my friend? I'm great, Anthony. How are you? Uh, you know, we're hanging in there. It's uh, you know, it's it's Thursday. The weekend's right around the corner. Holiday weekend. How's the family? How are the kids? Everybody good? Everybody healthy? Everybody's great. Uh, you know, the craziness from the last couple of months, but everybody's doing real well. Thank you. Well, it's good and uh, and and good to hear. Any uh, any good plans? Anything big going on for the holiday weekend? Uh. Both my boys play some travel baseball, and there is a big tournament in Perrysburg this weekend. So I think their first game is at actually 8 a.m. tomorrow morning, both of them. So uh, a lot of youth travel baseball this weekend. A lot of fatherhood stuff. Uh, 8 8 a.m. on a Friday holiday weekend baseball tournament. Oh, you're going to be outside just cooking in that sun. It's going to be hot out there. Make sure you got plenty of uh, plenty of liquids for the kids. Gatorades, waters, all that Uh, good stuff. You bet, definitely. Now, uh, earlier this week, you know, we had planned on touching base just uh, randomly. I, you know, reached out to see if, uh, you know, if, if there was any update, you know, just to kind of see how things were going. Uh, we we were shooting for for Tuesday, and then Tuesday there was going to be an announcement. We're like, well, we better better hold off on that idea until we figure out exactly what's going to happen. And uh, minor league baseball had released the statement uh, that major league baseball would not be providing its uh, affiliated minor league teams with players for the 2020 season. As a result, there would not be a minor league baseball season in this uh in this calendar year of 2020 when did you find out that news uh, how was it communicated uh, you know to you and to the organization um we really only found out the the day of uh was when the official word came across we we were taking the approach look uh, if the if the major leagues could have an abbreviated season you know why why couldn't the minor leagues you know the, I, i'd be honest the, la- the last couple of weeks when you just started to put together the timeline and the major leagues were starting to put together their plan to get the schedule started on July 23rd or 24th. And there really wasn't much discussion. You, you know, you, you, you started to have some question marks at that point as to how all these things could be pulled together quickly and how minor league players would get to 160 markets on a timeline as quickly as the major league players were. 
so you, you, you really started to connect the dots and wondered how this was going to work, you know, a, a couple weeks out. But the the official word didn't come until uh, really the, the morning of the announcement. And, and up until that point, we were planning on being prepared, uh, putting protocols in place if we could have restricted numbers in the fifth, third field. And our motto all along was we were going to go until we were told we couldn't. So just so we were prepared and, um, you know, as everyone realizes, that announcement finally came. Is there a way to, um, I don't know, necessarily describe maybe the the, the feeling and I, the disappointment? You know, I talk to and run into fans on a regular basis, and, and they're upset, you know, and, and, and upset's probably a poor choice of words. More like disappointed is, is probably the, the right way to go because, you know, they wanted um, an opportunity to go watch the hens, there's you'd be you'd be amazed the amount of people that come from Monroe that uh, that come into the grocery store and go. I want to. What's the plan with the hens? I'm like, look, I don't know. When when I know, you'll know. I'm sure we'll all know all the, all at the same time too, because I haven't heard uh, I haven't heard anything yet. But you know, people looking forward to making their way to the ballpark, but actually. Uh, for the amount of time that you have spent in minor league baseball, for the amount of time you spent with that organization, um, when that news came in, how would you describe how you felt about it? Well, it's that's a great question, Anthony. It, it was weird because obviously, as I mentioned, leading up for the last couple of weeks, and you know, even when this started, you you, you had doubts. My gosh, what what could this do to the season? So. It's been in the back of our minds for uh, you know three, three and a half, four months. Uh, and then the, the last couple of weeks, it started to seem like it was more of a reality that it wasn't going to happen. So you're preparing for that. But I, I described to people uh, just a, a sadness when the actual when the actual word came down, because you're you're holding out hope no matter how small the chance it might be. Uh, but when when we got the word, and then we had to work on our messaging to our season ticket holders and suite holders and fans and, and the community who supports us so greatly, there was this, uh, I guess, hard dose of reality that it was officially not going to be happening. And, you know, we, we were looking so forward to the 2020 season. We had arguably our best schedule at fifth third field in terms of how the schedule was mapped out and all the things that we look for in a schedule, uh, the team, you know, any anybody that follows the Tigers in baseball, we we were expecting one of the better teams with with some of the best prospects in baseball that was going to be here. So everything was lining up. Sales were were, were going extremely well uh, as spring training had gotten started and leading up to when we had to to hit the pause button. So it's 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 been a hard uh, pill to swallow just because uh, this probably would have been one of our best years in the last 10, 12 years attendance wise. Um, and then I, I like to torture myself. I, you know, I look at the schedule on days that we were supposed to have games and I, I think 95% of those games have been sunny with great weather. Uh, so we, we, we would have been cruising by now into the, the second half of the schedule with a good team, a great schedule and, and many good things to come in July and August. I made mention of this yesterday when when talking about uh, the announcement when it came out that the 
the idea that we have had arguably the greatest month of weather in Ohio history. We have had like two days of rain and it's only rain late at night or early in the morning. It's been sunny at 70 and 80 degrees every day. And I'm like, of course, this would be the year where there's no baseball and we don't have to worry about getting a tarp out or anything like that and delaying the start of the game uh, where we'd get all this sunshine. Like, of course, it would work out like that. When yeah, you that, mentioned- that fact is not lost on me at all. Oh, it's got to, it, it does. It has to be. And, and are you, are, are any of you or, or your employees, are you guys back in the office at all? Uh, we are. We, we, you know, we're still working from home. It, it's a mix. Um, the, many of us are back on a little bit more regular basis, but we, we've still uh, provided the flexibility to, with no events going on, do we, do we have to be there? So depending upon certain things that are going on, uh, there's a little more life down there at the ballpark than there has been. Uh, but we we haven't mandated, hey, everybody needs to be back in the office yet by any means. Gotcha. And I, I just, uh, you know, because we we mentioned the weather on, on game days, then having to look out of the office window and see the ballpark, like that would be like an extra dose of salt, if you will, just to think about, you know, what could have been. And, and going through, you know, the how I felt about it when it was announced that there wouldn't be a season. And, you know, I start to think about, okay, you know, the interns that might've had their first opportunity that were really looking forward to it. The, you know, college was abruptly called to a halt for them, but that's okay because they got the summer internship lined up and they're very excited about it. And then that got taken from them. And then you take a look at, you know, some of our, our ushers and concession stands and in just, you know, game day uh, facilities crews that, you know, for, you know, as somebody who is an usher, it might be, you know, retirement, little supplemental income uh, for them to give them a little boost. And they enjoy it because they know most of the people in their section. And, you know, they, they just they like being at the ballpark, like being around people. You know, I made a mention of this the other uh, I think it was like last week or so about how the Mudhens have always been so good when hiring those with disabilities and being so open uh, to allowing everybody an opportunity uh, to be able to come to work. And, you know, Norm Fryer is a name that immediately comes to my mind, you know, not seeing Norm uh, at the ballpark this year and him smiling and talking to people uh, and having a good time. But then you, you take a look at some of the, the full-time staffers and what they've had to go through what the sales department, the ticketing has had to go through. And it has just been, um, it, it's just been a mess for lack of a better way to put it. It, it really has, uh, you know, and, and really everybody is impacted by this, no matter what industry you work in, um, you know, but minor league sports, we're an event driven business and, you know, we're, we're, we don't have the, the million or billion dollar media rights contracts that major league baseball does. We're an event driven business. And, and when you look at Mud hens specifically and the walleye fall into the same boat. I mean, with the mud hens, we're, we're going to basically go from uh, August, September of 2019 to April of 2021 without an event, uh, without a mud hens event. So that, that, that's 18 months for an event driven business without any events or, or the, the traditional streams of revenue coming in. So, you know, you, you talk about the, the part-time staff. We did have to make a, the toughest decision we've ever made, and we did have to do furloughs with our full-time staff, which are still in effect right now. Um, we've had to make a lot of tough decisions, and, and the last three months has, has been uh, a challenge in, in that regard, and, and it's it's due to what everybody's experiencing, but there, there's certain components of minor league sports that, that take it on the chin a little bit more maybe than some other industries. And, and that's just the nature of if, if we don't have games, 
We don't have ticket sales. We don't have food and beverage sales. We don't have fanware sales. And uh, that that's how we thrive. That's how we exist. Um, so it, it has been, in, in my 25 years with the Hens, it is, it is, it's an obvious statement, but this has been the, the most challenging three and a half, four months for, for the organization. Eric Gibson joining us right now, the general manager of the uh, the Toledo Mud Hens, and you know going through the announcement that that the the season would be canceled and and how we handle things and, and move forward from there. And you you already just made mention to what I was going to have to ask next would have been from the full time you know, staffers in trying to have some of those conversations uh, with those folks who have given so much time and effort and energy to the organization. And at the end of the day, it's it's happening across the board. There really isn't an industry outside of maybe the uh, the food industry. Uh, and, and by food, I don't mean restaurants because they've been closed. And, you know, you talk about taking it on the chin as well. You'd look at all of the businesses that uh, thrive and survive based upon those events that are downtown and how the Mud Hens and Walleye organizations. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Stations have played a role in maybe the revitalization in the investment uh, from business owners into downtown in what a game day uh, looks like. I joke around uh, with Eddie B all the time on, you know, when, when the walleye enter the playoffs. And, you know, I, I said, you know, for me, what's easy for me is let's just do, you know, sweeps, you know, four games in and out and, and move on to the next round, get our guys a little bit extra rest. And he looked at me and he's like, seven games never hurt any business. And I started giggling because I knew <laughs> what he was getting at. And it's like, yeah, let's go. Let's go seven games every series and just get, you'll get, give everybody heart palpitations at that point. But when you have to have, as you mentioned, 18 months with no events in an event driven business, you have to have those difficult conversations that so many in businesses have had to have with their employees. I can't imagine uh, what that was like. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm, I, it comes with the territory, I guess. It was uh, the worst couple of days in my existence with the Mud Hens, having to have some of those difficult conversations with people that put their heart and soul into everything. The, the, the staff we have is the best in minor league sports. And to to have to have some of the conversations we did have to have, uh, is it, it it was an experience that I don't look back fondly on. And you know, it was one of those things that, based upon the facts we've had and and the things we had to deal with, we had to make some adjustments. And and we're hoping that things are going to come back around sooner than later. Um, but th- th- those are the things that you know companies and organizations and people are having to deal with. And you know, you, 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 another context of the numbers, I guess, Anthony, is, you know, when you look at the walleye season ended abruptly and we lost the last nine games and playoffs and 70 mud hens games aren't going to happen. And, you know, I've been asked about the impact on not only our organization, but downtown. You know, if you, if you do some quick math, we're probably talking about 600,000 people between the end of walleye and playoffs and mud hen season that aren't making their way downtown to fifth third field and the Huntington center and, and taking part in all the things they take part in downtown too. So, you know, those numbers aren't, 
small numbers when you when you multiply it out across the season and what those people spend when they're down there and and the jobs and the, and the people those things those things impact um, it, it, it provides a little bit more reality to uh, you know what impact this has on on our organizations and, and minor league sports as a whole. That's got to be an eight-figure number. Uh, you know, I, I I think you know I, I when you when you look at economic impact and the calculations involved with that, yes, um, I'm I'm no doubt. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned six hundred thousand people. Quick math: if you multiplied every every individual spent ten dollars, I mean, there you go. There's six million. It's like, okay, well, whoa, 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 wait a minute now. And you do you start to think about, um, you know, how you know what they do before the game, what they do after the game, uh, and how that affects all of downtown. And and simple as you know, people just paying for parking, little things like that, where every business has been hit. So now, Mister Ibsen, maybe uh, maybe the most difficult question because I don't know if there's an answer to this one. I don't think I've had a. I don't think I've been able to ask a question that there is an answer for uh to be honest with you so far but what happens next what do we do next well i i think uh a couple of things short term uh we we were able to announce and one of the positives that that we we have to share is you know the the detroit tigers uh, asking us to be a alternate training location for their taxi squad for lack of a better term when uh opening day starts so they've they've started spring training up at comerica yesterday and today uh they're going to have an abbreviated uh, second version of spring training that'll last about three weeks they will then be sending us approximately 25 to 30 players that won't make the official opening day roster for the tigers but these are guys that they want to keep active uh, in game shape, ready to go for, you know, injuries, roster moves, hopefully not positive COVID tests, but I'm sure that's on their mind as well. Uh, having a, a, a stable amount of players and basically an extended spring training, I guess, would be a way to describe it. And so the Tigers asked us to consider hosting it here, which we were honored. So that is coming up here quick in three weeks. Uh, we're, we're still working out details. We are hopeful that we are going to be able to have some sort of fan activity to watch some workouts and inter-squad games once we figure all those things out and all the right protocols are in place. So we'll be sharing that information as soon as possible. Uh, we're also looking at some other events that we haven't announced yet. We're getting close uh, that would take place at Fifth Third Field with some movie nights, uh, some potential live music events, a couple of fireworks events family-friendly events that would give people the opportunity to come out and, and do some things. And obviously we're working on uh, all the right protocols in place with the, the state of Ohio and Lucas County Health Department and Major League Baseball and, and the Tigers and, and ProMedica and all the people that we need to make sure all the, the boxes are checked to make sure we're doing everything right before we could have anybody in. So those are the immediate things, and then then you get into uh, the planning for the, the upcoming hockey season, and and you you really start working towards 2021 Mud Hens. Even though we don't have a schedule yet, we have relationships, we have season ticket holders, we have suite holders that uh, we need to develop those relationships with and make sure questions are answered. And so there, there's a no shortage of things going on. It's just in a very untraditional. Uh, a different way for us at the moment until 
there's some clarity and, and we've been working towards moving targets now for the past three, four months. So I, we're probably better at it than we were back in March. Uh, so we, we'll keep putting our head down and going and, and working towards all this stuff. And, and as things become more clear, we will be as ready as we can for anything that we're able to do. You know, Mr. Ibsen, has it been communicated from the governor's office at all about what what they might be looking at from a capacity uh, regulation? Like what what you know, if okay, let's say for example, we get ready for for walleye hockey, and, and I know a lot of people are looking towards the college football season as well, and people want to know what's going to happen at, with Ohio State and the Buckeyes. How many people are going to be able to be, be able to get into the shoe, or are we just too far away from from that yet? And if 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 there was a number that maybe uh, did exist, let's just say for for walleye hockey moving forward, what would be the the percentage of capacity to make this thing functional? Um, maybe not just for us here in Toledo, but maybe league wide, because you know it's it's easy for us to talk about attendance because we have great attendance. Uh, we have great attendance. You know, you come to a, come to the Huntington Center on a Friday or Saturday, uh, come to the ballpark on a Friday or Saturday night. Place is packed. The the city's jumping. There's a lot of life. There's a lot of activity. That's not necessarily the same uh, in Wheeling, West Virginia, or in Brampton, Ontario. That, that's right. Every every team and organization has their set of numbers as to what they need to be successful. What, what I can tell you at this point is we 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 go through scenarios on a daily basis. Is we're uh, we're part of the state of Ohio task force for uh, for venues and buildings like Fifth Third Field and the Huntington Center. So there's some discussions going on there. Uh, we we have worked with the governor's office. We're running through different numbers and scenarios based upon what we've heard capacities could be, and 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 you just what what you do is you run through these sets of numbers, and you know is it a 25% capacity or is it a 40 or 50% capacity, and you you run through everything from what a seating chart could look like to what sorts of things would need to be put in place. What do those numbers equate to? So when there is some clearance, I think, you know, once again, I've talked about the unfortunate things that minor league sports have had to deal with. I guess another one is the buildings we play in are, are really in the last phase of any sort of reopening. You know, these these larger buildings, mass gatherings, uh, you know, that that's last on the list uh, for things as, as states try and do their reopening plans and you get other industries up and going for obvious reasons. Uh, our buildings are, are towards the back of the line because we're hosting greater numbers of people. Um, so, you know, there's there's lots of back and forth as to what those numbers could look like. Uh, we're, we're, you know, looking at what reduced capacities could look like and, and make sure uh, we're able to scale things in a way that, one, the events would still come off without a hitch, and two, uh, the fans or guests that are in attendance would, would have the best possible experience they can. And, you know, it's, it, there isn't a defined, you have to do this quite yet. It's, it's kind of a phased in approach and uh, we're scaling things as we get information. So, you know, once again, I've mentioned it a couple of times, we're, we're ready to go for any possible scenario. And hopefully it's the, the greatest number of people we can get in Fifth Third Field and the Huntington Center as possible.
Mr. Ibsen, thank you so much uh, for being so gracious with your time this morning and joining us here to g give us a little bit of an update on what's going on uh, downtown. I know that it's it's difficult to have to answer questions when you have probably even more questions than I have questions for, and, and nobody has a lot of answers, but I appreciate you uh, coming on and chatting with us very much, my friend. Thank you. Thank you, Anthony. It's good to hear from you and talk to you, and uh, I appreciate being on. There he goes, GM Eric Ibsen. Toledo Budhead's been with the organization for quarter century. Does that the 25 years? Maybe I'll just roll with 25 years. Quarter century sounds like oh, that's a really long time, but 25 years is a really long time. And they try to put the pieces of the puzzle uh, back together when we don't know exactly what the puzzle is or how the pieces fit. And it's, uh, it, man, it's a uh, it's a job right now that is very difficult. And we're not the only ones going through it. It's it's nationwide. It's it's statewide, and we got to figure out what is next. And as uh, I think that as we take a look at some of the models from some of our international leagues that we're seeing televised here uh, in the states, maybe there's some good ideas that we can pull from that. Uh, maybe there's some different things that we can do here. But once again, we're talking about watching uh, the Korean baseball organization that has a TV contract. We're talking about Australian rugby that has a TV contract. Uh, the NBA, the NHL, MLB, the NFL, all these television contracts, college sports, television contracts. So from the minor league standpoint. Standpoint, how do they make it feasible um, with all of the different moving parts and all the regulations that are going to have to go into this and all of the question marks that are going to be out there and, and, and have to be answered. Time now for the great clips, uh, greatest clip of the day, great clips. It's going to be great. Nino Niederreiter, the 2014 Western Conference first round, game number seven, Minnesota Wild, Colorado Avalanche, the game winner. Great clips. It's going to be great. Played here by Danny Heatley, and out they come two on one. This is Niederreiter holding on to it, and he scores. Nino Niederreiter wins the series for the Minnesota Wild. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.